Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of tequila, the show of incredibly manicured mustaches, as today's guest is Javier Flores of Midnight Cowboy and Big Ass Ice fame, or infamy, it depends, I suppose. Javier's got a great story. We, we learn a little bit about his family, his brother's foray into the priesthood, it's particularly interesting. We get to talk about Mormons a little bit in a nice way. But most of all, you talk to Javier and you get a sense he's paying attention to the details. He's paying attention to the numbers. He knows exactly how and what it takes to be successful. Time will tell, of course, but if a Texas state education is worth anything at all, it might be that you can understand how to develop margins on a product. But, you know, in all honesty, it probably isn't worth that at all. But without further ado... Let's give a listen to my interview with Javier Flores. Phil did come back today. Uh, Phil came back. It, it, it's, it's something that he may have dropped off the scene for a little bit, yes. but through and what we've seen, the joking, the ha ha ha, making fun of the Phil, he's been there. Dude, he's been there the whole in time. theater, yeah, and sound, all sorts of soundtracks, sure, uh, commercials. Uh, I mean, his music has been such an influence. Absolutely. Even when was his last album? I mean, uh, probably what two thousand one, two thousand two thousand. Yeah, it was yeah, right after two thousand. But he's still a very, he very relevant. Away. He's been. He yeah. kept himself relevant the yeah. whole time. Was always active. His music was always there going forward. It was right. It, he's uh, what he's been able to bridge from different groups of fans yeah. across is that like what we were talking earlier. Yeah, yeah. That he's able to find that one little step that will get him to where everyone can relate to him. Yeah. Whether you see him in film, whether yeah, you listen it, to him on your on your iPhone, whether right, you right, right. whatever it may be. He's been able to bridge all these people together. It's like, well, my mom. I can sit there with my mom and listen to Phil Collins. We're both it. having a good no time. No jackets required. Yeah, amazing stuff. <laughs> no I, the, the, when I lived in Detroit, I I was walking around. My mom was working, and I was kind of hanging around the apartment complex. And I went in this bush, and there was a, a bundle of tapes. I can't remember the other tapes, but I sure as hell can remember that I took no jackets required. <laughs> It was a little bit tinted because it's been out in the sun. It's a little bit yellow, but I was like, "This, this looks like something I could enjoy." And this is, you know, what eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, yeah. But Phil, I, the the thing that that's really like almost a, a travesty for him is that people equated his pop sensibility, that of Brian Wilson, even like just the amazing ability to write a pop song. They equate it to kitsch or cheesiness, and that, it's simply like discounting his whole ability to write songs, right? It 
to discount him because of success is something I never quite got. Yeah, me why, either. Why, when someone is able to find such a wide variety of fans, right? Why are they sudden? Oh, I can't listen to that. That's you know, that's ooh, that's yeah. That's a, it's too it's trendy. too successful. Yeah, it's too successful. Right, like, right, right. Why, Oh, he sold out, or uh, that, he that's always wrote pop hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he started with Genesis writing shitty songs. He wasn't Peter Peter Gabriel. He no, was no, writing no, 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 no. Like he was writing pop songs. He was writing pop songs, yeah. and that's what he does. And popular, and if we're popular music, it's yeah, for, for the sure. masses. That's right. what it's for. And uh, I, I don't, I when people make fun of music or ask it, you know, I always uh, refer. To Miles Davis saying, "There's only two types of music out there. Okay, good music and bad music, and that's it. That's great. Yeah, because I mean, Phil is not fucking bad music. No, no, it's, it's good. good music. And he falls that job. I was like, I can't believe that '80s poppy. Da 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 da. No, 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 no. It's music. He's Influences good. He's a storyteller. He's a he's brilliant drum. I mean, he's a brilliant drummer, brilliant lyricist, brilliant vocalist. The dude knows how to write a song. And the thing that that bothers me the most, I think, about people that." hate phil collins and that uh, you know let's put it right now it's now officially this is a pro phil collins room this is a pro phil collins it, ha- room. it has to be it has to be i wouldn't have it any other way no <laughs> you damn bell we have to we have to we have to stay matter but i feel bad for him because he went through i think three divorces lost a whole lot of money and the guy's like thinking well what's my purpose anymore people give me shit because they think I'm I'm a cheese ball artist from the '80s, even though he wrote Against All Odds, which is one of the greatest ballads of all time. As an aside, but <laughs> it, it's so it's actually sad to me to think of what to get empathetic for a moment to think of what Phil Collins had to go through. You know, going through the divorces, losing the money, losing the fame, right? Because it's been a while. I mean, with all. Greatness and everything coming up. Yeah. There's gonna be failures, be hardship, and uh, and because of such a big star that he was, right. his is put out there more than anyone. Yeah, oh, he's got yeah. a farther farther distance. Yeah, fall, so for sure. and and I think when you're in that spotlight, those things just tend to get bigger. Yeah, and more hurtful. Yeah, and you know more magnified, more magnified. And yeah. we're talking about losing money with a divorce and things like that. Oh, man, I mean, yeah, it's horrible when. You know, she takes half of what you're making. Right. But Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll never go with that. But you know, it, 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 it can really, you built yeah. an empire, and it was yeah, it was, it was on, an empire, an, an empire. And uh, I, I mean, without going too one way with it, the, mm. the guy really earned and held his own, and had a lot he taken did. away from, and came back. Yeah. Take away and resilient came back. like a goddamn virus. Yeah, like a virus, <laughs> a penicillin resistant virus. But but the cool news is too is that you know we th- I thought it was a solo thing, but apparently it's a, it's a full Genesis a reunion. full Genesis reunion, which would be really cool. Uh, I have not seen tour dates or anything Nothing coming specific out. Yet. Just that yeah. they're coming back out. Uh, talks of new album. No kidding. We'll see. Yeah, but I uh, I can't on those internet blurb things they'll they'll spark up here that hey the band's back together and all of a sudden i want to see i want my tickets yeah i want to see my tickets tickets i want them in hand i want them in hand absolutely so uh i am really excited though that they are uh putting me too putting out you know not stopping and 
I think it's gonna be a good, a good, good. Phil good still thing. Has, has his voice. Like no. Bono, Bono is insisted on touring and touring and touring. And they, I, you know, even if it's unpopular, I think still, I think U two still writes great songs. However, his voice is absolutely deteriorating. But Phil took time off, so yeah. I, I feel like he was, still has that ability. I mean, if you burn yourself musically, yeah. Uh, drummers are a great example. Like I said, probably had to take a break or get. Because going that far, that long in those stadium shows, yeah, with that's that, with rough. that much, that's that can be pretty damaging yeah. due to ears. So if you really want to, if you really want to have longevity, yeah, you can't just rage. My you can't this, rage. Maybe, you can't maybe have maybe a Keith, rager. Yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> Keith Richards may be the one. <laughs> The, the one exception the human to the pile rule of burlap notice. <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a good point, but he still seems so damn shrewd and so clear. Yeah. And I don't know how, and I got to read that book, man. I haven't read it and I've got to read the Motley Crue book. I mean, Neil Young, excuse me, um, Vince Neil, he looks like he's lived it, but Keith Richards just looks the same. He does. He's, he's just, just a bit he just looks like rock and roll. He looks like rock and roll personified. He totally <laughs> does. All right, so we I diverge. I had to vent a little bit. Yeah, Coke no, 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 no. It was an always, exciting moment, right? It is an exciting moment. It no, it, totally. it's something that uh, that you want to know where you were when you. <laughs> <laughs> where were you when you found out? Well, I wasn't alive when Kennedy was asking, but I sure as fuck was alive when Phil Collins reannounced <laughs> yeah. his, his reentry into the industry. There's things that will mark a generation, and this is ours. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes, it will. It really, yeah. really will. So I want to compliment. By the way, what we're sipping on this is absolutely Dude, insane, amazing. Right? This no, is, let's hit it early. So we have in nineteen uh, distilled in nineteen ninety eight Domaine Desperance, which is uh, Armagnac. Armagnac. I consider it the uh, the younger, rougher, really punky brother of cognac. Mm-hmm. People don't give a shit about Armagnac, although it's far tastier, less coloring. This has not been interfered with at all and it is just an amazing amazing spirit what do you think of the taste it uh, uh immediately when it when it hits the palate it's got this just amazing it, it comes a slightly sharp because yeah. of the alcohol yeah, right, what, right, right. What, what are we at on the alcohol oh that's a good question uh my vision is so poor i can't see this far i'm it tends to be a little bit higher proof than oh it's... this is brilliant 49 percent, and it's not it does not taste like no it does not taste like that at yeah. all the color is no, great. No, color is great. The nose is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's and one it, of the most bourbon-esque grape distillates too I've ever had. It reminds me of a great bourbon while also kind of having the punchiness of a grape distillate. It's really oh, yeah. Nice. It's good. No, it... Well, it, it didn't take... So I've discussed with someone the other day yeah. about uh, cognac, why I am not the biggest fan of so many of them right now. Good. Uh, and I was trying to explain to her, I said, there, it's a lot of marketing. It's... Because it's 80% an export, marketing. It's a, yeah. Well, it's an export product. Sure, sure. Okay? So who are you exporting it to and who's buying it? Right, right. So what are they doing? They're they're making a marketing product to sell. Right. It, it's this not is about something the, that's traditionally kept in the country. Yeah. They the good stuff, you can't, I mean. They're keeping it, the good stuff for themselves. themselves yeah, I yeah, wouldn't send it sure. out either. Uh, so this is something that when you take pride in your and your national product, mm-hmm. you know, it tends to be a lot higher of a quality than what sure. their ex- the 
junk decks as we've seen in the agave market or right. whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. What they keep inside of, or South America wines, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I see Armagnac as now you've got the 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 two regions as for you've got the laws that differentiate the right, two sides. Right, right. Yeah. But for the most part, now when you talk climate change and that the soils change from here or there or how mm-hmm. they're changing the grapes, right? I. I want to say that this is a lot closer to what cognac used to be 150 to 200 years Before ago. Before it became commercially viable, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it's very, very honest, very true. It's uh, it's, it's gritty, a, too, no. which is wonderful. This I, was I a just, big old slice of apple pie? Oh, Ooh. gee, don't get me started. <laughs> so, no, this is gorgeous. This is, uh, the, I can't get over the nose on it. It's one of the finest bottles. And you know what? You know what's nice? Is we can take this time to, to kind of be in here chatting and sipping this and... I hope that in some degree people become envious <laughs> that they want to come in and you know and chat and you know what my my bar is free you can pick whatever bottle you want for, and and no one's p- picked uh, Pappy Van Winkle which I fucking adore because you guys know yeah I, I, you know I I read a whiskey bar for a long time yeah. and get them try them drink them right and. That's all fine and dandy, mm-hmm. but when someone's got something really cool or special, I say, those are what you drink and share with someone. Yeah. Because, yeah, we've all got, you know, great bottles laying sure. around, but why do you want to sit there and drink them by yourself? You want right. to sit there and taste so is, much better when you're able to share it with in someone. In full disclosure, the only reason I do a podcast is so I can drink these bottles and fucking talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> it is the perfect, like, a bar side at the bar, you know, it's visceral. I get to talk, I get to riff. Yeah, uh, Jeff Bully was in last night and that what felt like we were in at Music Lab. He was playing guitar, I was playing bass and we we're just riffing back and forth. Nice. It was a really really amazing experience. So, it feels like and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that music is it an influence to you in how you think about alcohol, how you think about spirits, cocktails, all of that? Music has always played an influence in my life um it's something that i was in the church choir when i was a kid uh let me see uh an alto (laughs) no 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 no. i uh i played instruments i I played instruments yeah i I was you look like you have an angelic voice (laughs) well thank you very much that's the mustache uh, (laughs) that that gives me that no uh but you know from being the church uh church choir yeah uh playing the trumpet and uh, tuba in in school and then Coming, coming back up and, you know, when you're running a nightclub. And mm. the first thing I did before I got into any of this bartending, managing, restaurant, I was a DJ. No shit. So... Pre or it, post iTunes? Oh, pre iTunes. I, good, w- good, good, good. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we would hunt... The reason I got into it is I was a summer intern at Dot where my dad worked. Uh-huh. And one of the guys was a DJ. And like one my of the dad, guys you worked with your dad was a the, DJ? But yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was a DJ on the side of a road DJ type uh, thing. Like did gigs and stuff on the weekend. Right, right. But he was really into records. Cool. My dad, my dad told him, he's like, well, my son, he knows how to use the internet. He'll find you whatever <laughs> record you want. And this was back <laughs> when the internet was just, you know, 1999. Oh, so was, different deal then. Yeah, yeah different yeah. deal then. So it was uh, hunting out records, finding them... Uh, Kristen Condes Dolce Vita on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, found old disco tracks. Uh, uh, there was so many of them that we would just hunt down on, online, buy them, and it was like, oh look, this one we got for twelve dollars is reselling for four hundred. You oh, know, it's incredible. Yeah, and that's where I got interested in it. And little by little, it's like, oh well, I can do this. Yeah. And nightclub gigs started showing up, and 
I got it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And when I was doing that in college, people were like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you're the social coordinator for HBSA. It's a Hispanic Business Student Association. Oh, good. So uh, well, like, I hear you're a genius in terms of business acumen. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's hope. It's I'm trying to prove <laughs> that still. Uh, the uh, but they uh, they threw me in, and one night here downtown in Spiros, bartender uh, didn't show up. Spiros, I, Spiros, Spiros, yeah. It's not around anymore, is it? No, no, no. What is it now? Barb? Is it Barbarella's? It's I, Barb, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right around the corner from wait, Emos. Yeah, just right next to it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone didn't show up. They had the open bar. We were throwing the party that night for HBSA. It's like, mm-hmm. you want to bartend? It's like, yeah, man. What do I gotta do? What do they? He goes, what is well, it do this is this. I go, well, yeah. what do they make? Shit, that's like three times what I make as the DJ. Done. So, and this was back in the good old Sixth Street days. Yeah. And since then, I was like, oh, I could always do this. And yeah. slowly but surely. So that kind of broke me in. Right. But then, you know, running steakhouses, like, well, what's the appropriate music to play at a steakhouse in your bar as opposed to the dining room right. to get that lively thing going? Yeah. But, that but always, not too aggressive, right? You yeah. You like don't want me nice too aggressive. But, you know, I, I found uh, old Chicago blues worked the best, you know. No kidding. So we would try to find something that would always drive the crowd because that's what would drive our sales. When the music Absolutely. was down, no. Or Huge when we need people to leave yeah. or get on out, yeah. then the music changes. So, yeah, music influences definitely. That's when Rancid comes in. <laughs> to drive everybody out. Billy Joel to bring him in. Unless it's my weird friends like, oh man, let's keep on going one more round. <laughs> so let's take a step back then. So I loved Spiros. I hadn't thought of Spiros in fucking six years. I hadn't even thought about it. I remember the crowds. I'd get out of show at Emo's late at night and I'd see, oh man, this is a different crowd. Not my crowd. But, <laughs> but you know, and it, it always worked. It, it was wild. Six cents, it, it, it was totally, Sixth Street was bit different at that point too. Sixth Street was more what people envision it to be. When, when you, yeah, when you tell when someone comes into town, like, oh man, let's go down to Sixth Street. Right, right. I go, you, you wanted to go about ten years ago. Yeah, it was it was party haven then. Yeah, yeah, it was Absolutely. great, and everyone was having a good time. I and I would say it was a lot safer. Oh, sh- ten to twelve years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think that's fair too because it wasn't maybe as commercialized, and people wouldn't expect that you could just prey on the the tourists you know yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah B- big time and it was a uh well i also remember it was a better deal to go down there because we yeah. would do thursday dollar any beer in the house night was a special we do you remember well, do you remember whiskey bar dollar oh, yeah. drinks yeah. Oh, yeah dollar drinks before 10 i think oh yeah yeah no, and everyone fisting. had those r- ridiculous irresponsible specials that we were all having to oh yeah it was cheaper to go buy a six-pack at the bar pre-tipping right yeah right. but you could buy a six-pack of uh even the Guinness uh, draft tall boy things uh-huh, were a dollar. Uh-huh. Newcastles when we were bringing crazy. those, it's those insane. were a, a dollar a beer. Yeah, so it was like, oh, six different, pack for a dollar. It was six fifty at the HEB. Like, yeah, yeah, sold. I'll do. I'll, and I get to be out. And I get to be out. In public. I don't necessarily have to wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk Shirt's to people. Optional. Shirts optional. <laughs> so where where did you start? Where did you begin? When did where did Javier grow up? I'm I'm gonna make an assumption that it was in Texas, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh yeah, no, it's Texas. Uh, when someone asks where I'm from, I say Texas, and they're like, "What part?" I was like, "Texas." Uh, yeah, moved around the state my whole life because of my mom's job. Uh, I was born. What did, what'd your mom do? My mom, uh, Avon Division Sales Manager. Oh, cool. For thirty, three, thirty-four years. No kidding. And I, I was just reading about Andrea Hung. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but she's doing quite well. Very admirable. Yeah, it's, it seems like Avon did a great job of empowering women absolutely my mom came from you know 
she was, uh, you know, had three kids at home while my uh-huh. dad had two jobs out. It's like, well, I need something. It just yeah. started literally as something like, hey, I want to take my kids to McDonald's to get some. I mean, we were very poor. Right. So right. it was like, hey, I just need somebody to take kids to McDonald's on Friday or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, buy some Happy Meals. And that's how she started. It was like, oh, well, this is easy. Yeah. And slow but sure, within a year and a half, she became, uh, from being a sales representative, became a manager. Oh, and then cool. it was like, oh, well, now we got to move. And then we moved to Uvalde, Texas. Uvalde from, from where? Originally? From uh, San Juan. Is San Juan. Where, where we had a ranch. My grandfather moved into San Juan, built uh-huh. a, uh, bought a ranch and built houses on it for everyone to start off on. Oh, cool. So as everyone in the family was married, yeah. they got a house that's, that was their... That was the th- gift. That was the gift. Like, that's here, killer, here's yeah. a house, you're on the ranch, you got some little bit of land, there you go. Yeah. And uh, so when that... So when that happened, we moved to Uvalde there for a few years, moved mm-hmm. back down to South Texas, uh, moved around South Texas for a while in different divisions. But right. uh, because of the export into Mexico, they ended up keeping my mom there. In Mexico? Uh, no, no, no. In, uh, oh, that, in that South area Texas. Of Texas. Yeah. Got it, got it. Uh, so oh, because it's right there. She could get all the product. It was, I know she ran number one, number two division in the United States for a long time. No kidding. Uh, after the recession, we're now like four or five or something. But I mean... I know she retired number one or number two in the nation. That's crazy. Uh, a lot of that due to the trade back and forth into Mexico. Yeah, great access. Yeah, yeah. They uh, so lived a lot of my life on the border, but did live in Valley. Lived in Houston mm-hmm. with my brother for a while. Where'd you live in Houston? Uh, in Houston, I live on Travis and McClendon in the medical district. Okay, uh, okay. It was amazing. Uh, so my, I went to high school in Katy. That's where I graduated. Oh, you went high to school. high school? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, yeah. It, was well, a, it was a podunk town then, and it's a podunk town now. <laughs> Just with a lot a of lot houses. A lot of shit, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, my brother was going to school at Texas Women's University. Uh, okay, well, hang on real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that? Yeah, oh you yeah. You can be yeah. a guy and go to a women's university? There was, you had to be really, really, really smart okay. or have a whole, whole lot of money, which my brother was really, really smart. Good. And the other guy, there was two. This is the one in Houston. Uh-huh. Another one in Denton. They had one or two guys also. Right. But it was because they had the best nutrition uh, program. Oh, was he a, a nutritionist? Yeah. Yeah. Is he still, uh, still a nutritionist. Now, now it, he's a priest. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of interesting yeah, lot, bits lot, lot, here. Yeah. So you said you're one of three or one of four. One of one of three born for my mom, but we adopted my cousin okay. when his dad went to Columbia. Gotcha. Uh, did he ever come back from Columbia? Yes, he did. He was on a uh, he was a Mormon state president uh, of Columbia oh, for no the uh, Mormon mission missionary. Yeah, missionary. yeah. I lived yeah. in Salt Lake for a bit too. So oh, okay. Atta- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got I got a uh, very 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 Catholic and very 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 Mormon. Uh, How does that pep. work? Because they they it's court? a very odd Thanksgiving. No, just kidding. No, no, that's great. No, we all love each other. Everyone supports like they, each other. Every time you drink a cup of coffee, they're looking at hey, hey, hey. Is that decaf? Is that decaf? <laughs> yeah, don't even, don't even want to crack a beer. Oh, oh my. my god, I can't imagine like yeah. the eyes, the, the eyes. judging eyes, the judging even eyes. Even though they're not ju- they're not ju- they're nice, yes. but you know that they're like some. Really, do you need that? Right do you now? need the beer? It, it's if you want it, that's fine. Drink the beer. You deserve nah. the beer. <laughs> no, it, and. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's good. I mean, we, we grew up in a great loving family. It was uh, amazing. Uh, but yeah, uh, living in, living there in Houston, my brother was, uh, how old were you uh, when you're living in Houston? Moved there when I was 26, oh, so 27. Totally out of the high school thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He was already, he was already going back and forth. To Vatican City, uh, doing doctoral work. No kidding. Yeah, so cat, cat, the Catholic, Catholic side. Yeah, yeah Catholic side. Yeah. So he was, but 
that's where he was doing the medical training. They eventually got him, switched him over to become a priest. Uh-huh. And it's a pretty long drawn up. It's not, interesting. It's a long, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, a, it, it's a very weird how he got there. But yeah. basically. You, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, no, no, but basically from there to there, uh, that'd be one of my brothers. Uh, yeah. My other brother is a tech genius here in Austin. Does the security for Blackboard. Oh, cool, uh, cool, yeah. Just, uh, you know, so we've got three very different... Different uh, angles. Different yeah, angles. Uh, like d- it. So, it, so I say when we get together for Thanksgiving, it gets really interesting really and were quick. You the <laughs> 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 were you the youngest, the middle, the oldest? How'd you fit into that? Uh, I'm the oldest. Oh, okay, oldest. cool. So yeah. you, you're you the pioneer. You got to yeah, kind of do yeah. stuff first, right? Yeah. I got How, to... So moving, we both, so we share something in common, whether you knew this or not. I, I moved all around a whole bunch when I was younger and it sounds like you moved at least a couple I mean even if it's throughout Texas you moved a bit how was that experience in high school moving like every couple of years it sounds like yeah uh 13 different schools holy is, shit is what I went me? to yeah because well the other thing is you Valdi is every school every grade was a different school oh really you, you got to okay. move around a, a a bit yeah uh it was just I just remember going to 13 different schools when it was all said and done man uh it it was a good experience. Yeah. I um, learned who good friends were. Sure. And I learned that uh, how to adapt quickly. Yeah. No, you have to. You have to. There's only one person you can count on outside of your family. Yeah. And that's yourself. Right. Because you're, you're constantly adapting. And it's hard, really, when you get like early teens and stuff because you don't even fucking know who you are. You're yeah. going through all these changes and shit. Were you pretty pretty mellow kid? You said you were doing choir stuff, at least playing an instrument. Yeah. Playing some brass, you said. Yeah. Uh, what what were you like in high school? What kind of guy? I, 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 I was a, a dork. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was. No, like I, I, I mean, I. Forever, did, man. Yeah. Likewise, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was a kid that. I didn't really care about sports too much. That wasn't really my right. thing. Because it's uh, futile and it, does, it well, doesn't it was mean hot, anything. I was hot outside. It. It's like, shit, I have to do that for work, guys. <laughs> yeah. you know, but my family has a construction company. My uh, grandfather started a construction company uh-huh. that my uncle now runs. So whenever we had vacation, uh, time off or whatever, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you're going to work. So I knew what it God was to work damn outside. It, right? Like, yeah. just, I, all I want to do is watch Daria. Just want to hang out. Yeah, like man, everyone else on. does. I don't want to build a house. I'm not that thoughtful. No, no, and we were not that helpful at all. We had usually moved holes and things like that. Mm. But uh, they, it was a, it was an eventful. Uh, Made for an eventful life growing up, moving around quite a bit. Yeah. Well, it keeps it exciting, keeps you ex- interesting, actually. Yeah. 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 It, it, it helps. And the other thing is I, I learned uh, different cultures really, really quickly. Yeah. Because, I mean, if if I would have only stayed in South Texas and held on to that culture, right. I have a lot of friends that have only done that and never lived outside. Different, right? Yeah, it's like different. And just going from one city to the other, but yeah. especially living in Houston or living in New Valley for a while where there are... More than just one culture. Absolutely melting pot. Yeah. Oh, Houston. Houston, big first time. time. Man, 97 I, dialects or something yeah, spoken in this city. Yeah, it's insanely amazing. I, you know, living in Salt Lake, I hadn't experienced the Mexican person, yeah. <laughs> Hispanic person, until I moved to Houston. And it just blew my mind. It's like there, there's lots of uh, Indian people coming over for mm-hmm. school, a lot, of, a lot of Hispanic people. And that's when I, I realized the world is a great multi-textured place. Well, when Houston, I lived in, it took Houston to do. Well, that. When I lived in Houston, they didn't think we were from Houston. They thought we were Syrian. 
They thought you were Syrian? The other kid was that it was... The must- a, no, I'm just well, no, no, The other kid that was at Texas Women's University with my brother, uh-huh. it was like 18 or 19 people. He explained to us one time, had to die, but he was the heir to the throne of Syria. Holy to shit. To the point that they me? would... I mean, wealth beyond... The, we had, like, it's a different level what that kid... Oh, I can't imagine. dealt with. Yeah. They would ship him over special meals before their finals and midterms and stuff. That's right? crazy. He became really good friends with my brother, and they showed us... He showed us quite a bit of that... Like what they did, or yeah. and he and he lived there because his grandfather was dying of cancer at MD Anderson. Oh, I see. He was yeah, the great can- like a, a haven yeah, for uh, innovation yeah. and cancer. Right? And yeah. he was uh, his his grandfather was the economic leader for Syria at the time before no uh, current. Uh, sorry, slipped my mind. Yeah. Uh, as taken as taking power yeah, yeah, by yeah, yeah. people. Um, but he was the other kid there. It's like that's the that's, that's Houston the caliber. That's a caliber of Houston and, and because how I mean, buried it is. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you've got so many people there, and you've got so many great resources in the city. Right. That, I mean, yeah, you'll you'll meet and run into all sorts. Like you say, you never know what 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 comes up and what comes around. Yeah. Um, so so when he was he, maybe I misunderstood this, but was he one of two dudes? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You know our, how much game they can have. Our, our, he wasn't a priest yet, was he? No, 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 no. That a well, that's the thing. Javier, yeah, it, a it lot was, of games. I'm, I'm not going to disclose too much, but <laughs> he, he's a he's a good holy man now. Yeah, I, sure. I'm very proud of my brother. Sure. Uh, but I mean, he was a normal guy just like everyone else. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying he's not a normal guy now, but yeah. he hung out like everyone else did, cracking beers, bottles of wine. We'd go to dinners with girl. I mean, yeah. And the thing is. Because of the friends that he had, I mean, it was always like, yeah, we had, here's like four girls. Go hang out with them. They're annoying me. Like, and I'm like, wow, my pick. Maybe, maybe. It, it, it was maybe. almost a drowning type thing. And, it's, and, <laughs> and they didn't look. They were like, no, we want your brother. Like, they're they're here for it. It was like, you, he, he had the pick in him and he just, eh. Yeah. His line of nutrition was, uh-huh. he did tube feeding and all that stuff. Wow. So it was a very uh, dreary part of the job. Seemingly. Yeah. yeah he's like. I don't like the way people treat other people. No. I don't like people being greedy and rude. And right. he was like, no one cares about the patients anymore. Screw this. I'm out. Okay. And drop one to the next. No kidding. And that was his safe haven and made a lot of sense for him. Yeah. And he's doing really well with it. I mean, really, really well with it. Do you, do you go to him? Like, I, I would, I, if my brother was a priest, I would go to him. I, hey, I do not go no. to my brother. Why I not? Will, Why not? <laughs> I'll go to my other brother. Uh-huh. The uh the youngest The youngest one? brother. Yeah. To me, person we get and not saying that my brother's not level headed. Right. But me and my other brother see him along the same level. I see. And get along on that level just gotcha. just great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weird thing. I, I I almost feel like, you know, you got the guy that can get you discounts on stuff. And you got a, a a brother that's a priest, and somehow you can do confession, and it it feels, <laughs> it feels better. Yeah, he uh, well, well, he's ca- a Catholic priest, a I Catholic presume. Priest, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And and we'll we'll put it this way: I uh, I can't really call myself practicing, quote unquote. Sure, but I do. As long as you tweet about it, that counts. Yeah, that's, I, that's yeah. like the I've modern seen, Christianity. I've seen that's the modern Christian. Yeah, and uh. 
and not to get too much of religion, it's like, yeah, I don't need to know this social media. This, that, 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 that. <laughs> I'm gonna continue being a groovy guy and be nice to people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all that matters, right? <laughs> I was pretty... just don't be a dick. Yeah, and be I, nice to everybody else. If, if if you could sum up the Bible in one short phrase, uh-huh. just don't be a dick. <laughs> like, and be nice to people. It doesn't you hurt to do... open a door. <laughs> yeah. Just pay attention to people that are walking behind you. Open car doors, all this stuff. Manners are not. They're not. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, do what your parents it, told you. Follow the kindergarten to, rules. You'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. Elderly, yeah. respect the elderly. All this. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm going to take a brief tangent to say that I somehow think that your brother would have been driven to priesthood by the amount of attraction. Yeah. It, so we we put it a real funny <laughs> way one time. Look, man, I really like pizza. Pizza's great. Oh, it's great. I've had pizza my entire life. Sure. Different kinds of pizza. Different, different kinds of pizza all from all types. You know, red sauce, white sauce, all, all well, whatever it is. I sauce have, on the bottom, uh, baked crust, et cetera. The, the et cetera. baked, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But right now, I've had enough pizza. I'm done with pizza. I'm done with pizza. I'm on still like pizza. I still respect pizza. Yeah. But right now, I'm done. I'm like, wow. That is an amazing metaphor. Yeah. 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 I, thought that was, I thought it made a lot of sense. That made a whole lot of sense. Because yeah. pizza is great. It is great. Yeah, it's very, very versatile food. Do you think that booze will ever become your pizza? <laughs> oh man, I hope not. Actually, I I had a I had a really a uh, good uh, regular of mine back in South Texas that told me, and we all knew that he was just the town lush. You know, the guy right, that guy right. put some back. Yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy. You are not a drunk until you start replacing food with wine. You see me? I still eat. Well, even though it was a French fry and you know uh, a slice of a steak. Well, it still it's counts, still yeah. it still counts as food, right? But it's like, you see me? I still eat. That's why I am not a drunk. <laughs> because that is an alcoholic there. But you replace alcohol with food. I think that's a great barrier. It's a great barrier. A great, a great standard. As long as you're eating. So you were, you're, we talked about and we both went to Southwest. Yeah, so we did. We go you're talking about tech, uh, being in Houston, mid, you said 25, 26, kind of mid-20s. When did the whole Texas State, or excuse me, I don't know which to be proper anymore, but when yeah. did the whole Southwest thing fall into that? Uh, I jumped into Southwest a year after graduating. Okay. Uh, I did... And were you in Uvalde when you graduated? No, I graduated other? from Sherryland High School. In Sugar? South- Are you Sherryland? You're in Sugarland? No, no, Sherryland. Sherryland. Okay, South, sorry, South, sorry. Yeah, yeah, not Sugarland. Sugarland's so exciting. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no, no, uh, Sherryland, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a school district, not a city or a town. Okay. Uh, it is in between Mission and McAllen. Oh wow. Um, okay. uh, our high school, you can see the border lights. No but, shit. Yeah. Uh, we le- well, we thought they were border lights. Later, we learned they were not the border lights. They were the lights to Sombido, the red light district. Oh, because that was right on the border, and yeah. that was it had a it had a fence all the way around it with mm-hmm. the tallest poles you could see. Right, you see it right across the border. the The bridge was covered by trees. We okay. learned later. Yeah. Oh, but they always say, "Yeah, yeah, that's just the checkpoint." No one ever told us in high school that that was the red light district. That's the place you want to be. Yeah, in that's words. that's where. Did you ever venture is. over? Uh, we made some uh, we made some adventures. Well, the thing is, in the service industry in McAllen, when we get done off of work, mm. you could go there in Mexico and drink all night if you wanted. 24 hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you had money, you were drinking. Yeah. And uh, well, How long did it take to get over there? 10 minutes, 15 yeah, minutes? Yeah, 15 minutes. Just walking? Uh, we would take our car, park on the border, and uh-huh. then walk across or take a cab. Man, you could the things but you this, could have seen. Yeah, it, man. I... <sighs> South Texas border life, it, it was funny. I was watching 
was watching this uh, Netflix recommended for you. Which I'm one? Like, Which one? Uh, Horror's Glory. Oh, it's great. It's great. No, okay. I, actually, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I, I must be watching some weird shit for this to be recommended to me. But I, I, I checked it out. It was like, uh, Whorehouses from Around the World is what it basically was advertising. That's a movie about that. Yeah. Is well, it like a, a, a well, they start off. They start or? off in in uh, Thailand. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And they're like, oh, famous red light district in Thailand. And they just, they're interviewing people. It's like a Vice documentary sure, style sure. type thing. Really pretty so interesting. T- tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. I would, it was eye opening. some boobs. I, uh, oh, yeah, it, it, very minimal boobs. It was oh. not about the unity. It was not at all about the unity. It was like, it got real. Like, oh, real. It was like vice. Oh. That guy, geez. shit got a guy real. got killed. Yeah. Guy got shot back there. And then, so, like, oh, Tyler, like, oh, it's kind of what you expect what you see from movies or whatnot. Right, like, right. Eh, I guess that's where people party. Yeah. It's like, next, Karachi. Oh. I'm like, oh, shit. shit. I know about this. <laughs> Murder capital of the world. Like, this place no is kidding. horrible. Like, Did oh, you, yeah. It's, a, it's just does a Does it cess- feel that way when you're there? That oh. it's like, I could get murdered, probably? Hey, you, you probably, yeah. You're, yeah. You, you're lucky if you make, make it out. That, no that place kidding. is a, a dark, 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 dark place. Wow. And they show these mining fields mm-hmm. where they have these prostitution like holes. You're like, oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. You have to clarify for me because the prostitution hole, pardon the double entendre, <laughs> is a tad, is a tad <laughs> confusing to me. You saw what I did there. Yeah, yeah, no, good, the uh, they have these little like shanty towns put up with 20, 30 prostitutes there for the miners to go in and basically cash your check, get you a shot of whatever whiskey, right. and then you go in and have your lady for the hour and it was just the most wow. horrible conditions where it was oh. it was like oh wow and and then like okay so next scene they're like next scene and they you hear uh some piano music playing with some accordion in the background uh-huh. and you see a chevy wild child pickup is what's known in south texas okay but it's dropped to the ground with two guys drinking a tall boy saying in spanish no pues yo voy con mi vieja ahí en la zona rosa and then it says, La Zona Rosa, Reynosa, this... Mexico. Oh, shit. That's my hometown. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I got, and, and that was a lot more lighthearted. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I remember. That was yeah. pretty good. No, it's good times. Good time. Then what happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's insane. So let's, can, let's summarize it and say you had a damn good time living near the border. I did. Yeah. I did. Is that when you... How's the... I'm a mezcal guy. I think you are too. Does quality even matter near the border? This is. I'm not trying to be philosophical. No, 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 I'm no, just no. Curious. I, can I, you get a good drink on the border? You can now. As far as agave spirits, yeah. When you're when you're talking about Mexican agave spirits, mm-hmm. right on the border, what's consumed more than anything is going to be tequila. Yeah. Now, and it, it, it's different because it's a lower proof than we get here in the United States. Under 40, I guess? Yeah, at 38. Proof, uh, most of it's 38 uh, oh, that, that you see. Uh, so what I try to argue to people is that there's two different... But because you go <clears throat> you go to the duty freeze, is where we'd go to get our booze. Yeah, yeah. So you'd go walk across, get the booze, and you'd get bottles like... Reset of the Familia, we're getting it for like $75 a bottle mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. that came out. Um you get bottles of Blue Label for about $100, $110. You'd get, wow, okay. uh, what, what was that junk we were buying? We were buying something. Well, you could buy, uh, your, uh, 
They were in the middle of like three Sanal for like eleven dollars. Okay. But you could buy Don Julio Repo for like twenty two, twenty five or something. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. So you got everything at a pretty good deal, pay your yeah. tax, come back. But I was trying to tell people we didn't really drink a lot of if you're gonna ask like what what you know, we drank yeah, our, what'd you our, guys our family. Drink? It was more brandy and scotch and whiskey. No kidding. That uh, because I tell people it's like that was to me. I feel like yeah, when you go into Mexico, mm-hmm. you will experience some of that. You will find you, but you, in my opinion, still you have to hunt out good tequila even when you go into most. Like if you go to right. Monterrey, where my family's from, yeah, you kind of have to go to a niche bar to find it, to the find good the good stuff. Yeah. But you don't have to go to a niche bar to find good whiskey or brandy. Sure. Oh, Every okay. bar you go to will have good whiskey and brandy. Wild Turkey 101. Wild Turkey 101 I is... So. Well, I was telling, I was telling uh, Bruce, I was like, it's funny because my uncles quit drinking about 88, I think. Mm-hmm. Someone quit drinking. But they had... Uh, there was some partition between the walls. But they had bottles, uh, the 175s of uh, yeah. 101 and Red Label interchanging oh, one next wow. to the other and th- and that's just that's it, what it that, was that's what they drank and it it was scotch that and then always always brandy like okay. and if that's there was so, ever it's so interesting to me yeah it, that's not I, the I perception very, right yeah, like i very i mean lots of beers beers all the time sure, beer, yeah. yeah but we never i mean we we have i mean I, it's at the bottom of my grandfather's cedar chest mm. there's old bottles of Eradura down there oh, there's yeah. uh i know there's a bottle of uh it's a bottle like of Chinaco from like early nineties or something, yeah. but I mean, there are a few bottles of tequila, yeah. but there's bottles of whiskey down there. It's mostly whiskey. It's mostly whiskey, and you go to the ranches, you go to different places. Like yeah, mm. some people will have a bottle, yeah, but what people are drinking, I would say more would be your now and 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 now if you're gonna go to like Zacatecas, if you want to go to a uh, Miguel Aleman uh-huh. or uh, those places. Now your guy is going to be a little bit more, a little better, higher, higher, higher quality, quality so, yeah. a little bit more available. Yeah. I would say. Now go to Oaxaca. Yeah, of course, all you're drinking Dude, is mezcal. mezcal. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be mezcal. That, it's yeah, that's all you're drinking. Yeah, but a house, a house blend of espadine. <laughs> I mean, what kind of what kind of wet dream is that? <laughs> you know, it's our house blend. Yeah. Wait, uh-huh. what? <laughs> I can't process. Cannot compute. Yeah. So I mean. And so I grew up, I grew up drinking a lot of brown spirits and getting into agave myself yeah. because I only knew Casadores, probably the junk one, uh-huh. the, the original, because we, there was always Casadores uh-huh. and then uh, Herradura, uh, the Herradura Blanco was always there, but the taller bottle, the, the older one from okay. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, as a kid, I remember always seeing those and then seeing the bottles of whiskey. Gotcha. Now, everyone quit drinking pretty much 88, 89. Only Mormons came in because they do that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Mormons came in. That that stopped. Half, that kind uh, of family. Then my other the uncle. Part. Then my other uncle, I don't know what happened. He just like, nope, one day the next. Like, I'm not going to. Because they, they would drink. Drink, yeah. Drink. And it was to the point that diabetes, the family, high blood sugar. Yeah. And that's why I try to watch myself. I tell people when we go out, I can't go and get sloshed. Four or five nights a week, right? And not, not take care of myself. You, no, it's no, no. You gotta, you gotta be responsible. Yeah. And I can feel it in my body when I don't take when you care get of myself. A little bit close to, yes. to, to, to yeah, yeah. But, but blood sugar goes high. You're yeah. like, uh, no. Nope. So it runs in the family, then I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it runs. In the family. So, you guys, so you definitely have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I watch it. And I, I try to work out. I try to eat as healthy as I can at yeah. times. Uh, 
But you know, watching the drink is important, and and sticking to drinking straight spirits, which I tend to do more. Which is better because you're not adding all the extra sugar and all the extra sugars and and whatnot. Now you still have to watch your limit, but uh, and that's why really I I don't really as much as people may say or call me on it. Uh, I don't consider myself a cocktail guy. No kidding. I don't. I. I mean, I can, I'm learning. I'm learning as we talk. So yeah, yeah. I, I I'm just, glad I have no no preconceived notions about okay, you. Okay, just uh, a mustache. That's all yeah. I knew. I think that it, in fact, there's probably like a billboard where your face is whitened out, but then the mustache is dark black. Oh, you got to see the logos. You got to see I the logos. They're ridiculous. To. Well, so why why'd you go to college? I mean, uh, I, I know oh, kind of why I went, but what, what why'd you go? Uh, I'll tell you what I got out of it and why I went because I wa- I thought I needed a college degree to do what I wanted to do. Right. Like that it was some kind of prerequisite yeah, for being like, successful. Like, the, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you have to do this. You right. better. So, uh, so, so Us I wanted- kids from the 80s, man, because you, uh, you're what, thir- 30, mid-30s? Uh, 34. Yeah, th- so I'm 35. We grew up on the college commercials. Yeah. We grew up on Reagan and the college commercials. It's like, mind is a terrible thing to waste. And you, you go to school. Go to you have to fucking go to college. And so we, I felt that same way. But that's not the reality. No. Now. And, and now, does the college help? The college experience sure. help? The classes help? But uh, what I told the guys, like, look, I I started I started uh, with music and uh, music uh, music business. What I wanted. Yeah. To do. Right. Right. That didn't happen. So I was like, oh well, you know what? Let me do math for a little bit. I got into math. I made complete sense to me. Math now, does. Yeah. Oh, but, good. But math makes. Perfect sense. Man. Looks uh, like you can make some money, Javier. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a I, good, get a, that's a good I need to get an accountant. But ah. yeah, yeah, I don't do the accounting part. But give me formulas, give me pa- yeah, paper, yeah, yeah. and I can do I can do that fine. Yeah. But the i the idea to to go to go in and get out with a definite plan that this is going to get you this. Right. I start to see like this is not happening. Yeah. I see that you know now if you're going to be an attorney. Uh-huh. Yes, makes you do. sense. Totally make doctor. Do- doctor. Right. Yes, you do. Yeah, but to be an entrepreneur and a hard worker doesn't you don't learn it, a goddamn it, thing. It hinders you more than anything. It You're slows you down. Right. Yeah, and it it gets you bad. Like college, you can develop bad or good habits one way or the other. Right. And I I'm very thankful that I did not develop all the bad habits, but I developed mm-hmm. some. It's like you know what, smack that out. I, I don't. I want to stay productive. Right. And I saw that. In San, San Marcos, I, I can attest Yeah, I mean, this. I've got. It's difficult to stay productive in San Marcos on those weekends, yeah. man. I had 28 hours left to finish my degree. Uh, and due to several um, life-changing obstacles trying yeah. to go back, I just decided, why am I doing this? Fucking I don't right. I don't need to put myself through the stress again when it's not going. This piece of paper really doesn't do anything for me anymore. Right. The it's goals that I have is different. Totally yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. The the goals that I have, this doesn't do anything. Yeah. This makes I can't take this paper to a bank and say, "Give me money." Right. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. Like, it's like totally it doesn't. doesn't they like don't that. care what school, where you graduated from, it's whatever. It's actually about you. Do you yeah. notice that 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 it's about how people feel about you? I got the your personal vision. guarantee struck off my lease because the guy liked me. Exactly. You know. So. Yeah. So did you, you you talk about a couple and you don't have to get into too much, but you talk about a couple personal events. Was it family related stuff? Did you have a change of heart uh, about college or? When I was in college, I had uh, I had a nervous breakdown at Southwest Texas because yeah. I had a roommate that had a suicide attempt in front of you. 
Uh, he took he wrote out a suicide note that I found yeah. on the on our whiteboard. Right. We had a whiteboard like everyone does in college. Sure does. Yeah. Wrote wrote one of those out. Uh, stole a bunch of my roommate's Xanax that he was prescribed. My roommate three roommates took, total. Three uh, of you guys. Uh, four of us. It was Shit. a fourplex at Jefferson Commons. I absolutely know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That'll yeah. drive any fucker to suicide. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. It was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Bad so, idea. Call so what was it? What was his deal? Was he, he just, just not he popped happy a bunch of pills? Or? Went, rolled his truck over in a ditch, uh, yeah. d- tried to say so it was going to to end his life or whatever. Right. And I lost it. I was like, I found it. I was like, nope. And they found him three days later. He was alive. Put him in the hospital or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I was like, but it nah. affected you Yeah, I, I, I got, I went, I went a, a bit of a depression, went home for the rest of the semester. Yeah. They wrote me off uh, at the university. They yeah, said, yeah, hey, yeah. you excused, whatever. Come back when next semester when you take a break. Right. So I went home and took a break. And the only thing I could do, sit at home, play video games and whatnot. And I was going nuts. I was like, I just need something to do. Well, no, you so, seem like you've got to have that intellectual yeah, stimulation. Yeah, I can't just sit sit at home and do nothing. Right. So that's when I saw I saw an ad in the paper, Club Fuego, now hiring. Nice. I can do this. I can do this. So I went in and applied. And sure enough, started bartending there. And it worked out. Worked out. Good money, I but, guess. Yeah. Uh where it was a nightclub, yeah, type deal. A lot of a uh, bottle service and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, we'd walk out on a weekend, thousand to twelve hundred dollars, three days, three days. You That's know, not and bad. I mean, we were we were walking in, smoking weed, drinking beers doing in the parking lot. Want, right? I mean, living yeah. like rock stars. We thought we were kings of kings. I, yeah, and walking out making all this money, then just laughing to the bank. You're like, why am I going back to school? Yeah. Tried to go back to school again. I was like, this. With, not- but did you have that notion in your mind when you went back? You're like, why? I can. Do- I've got this in the fucking can. I can well, make this money. Well, in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is all right. But I'm gonna do. I in my mind, I was like, no, I'm gonna open up my own place. I'm gonna right. do my own thing. You gotta I, have that piece they, of paper. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah. I go thousand dollars. No, I want. You know, I can do more than this. Yeah. So I was like, I need to have that piece of paper. So I went back again. Uh, went back for. Went back for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a paper called back on carnivore, which was a, a plagiarism report thing. Okay. They basically scan your paper in. Oh, and they see if it's, it's, and if it's plagiarized. plagiarized, right? And according to a computer, mine was plagiarized. Holy shit. What was the paper on? Uh, it was an economics paper. It was just, uh, it was stupid. Yeah. It was... I, and I did the work. I did the work. I'm I had sure, the note yeah. cards, and we—it was stupid because we had to have note cards and proof and all this stuff. We had Tape. everything cited, but yeah. because I didn't cite stuff right, I used too many of the same words or whatnot. It flagged it. I had mm-hmm. to go up for judicial review for a uh, board review in front yeah, of the school, yeah. and I was like, you know what? This is bullshit. Which school was it, by the way? Uh, this was at UTPA that semester. PA, PA, uh, Pan American in Edinburgh. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. And so you, I was going did to there you, during so you the transferred? Summer. I I would go yeah because I would transfer back and forth. I take all my oh, transfer okay. credits down there for the summer, so okay. I go with uh go work with my uncle and take a couple classes. Gotcha. Whatnot. Okay, makes sense. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. Yeah. Uh, came back the next semester after they said, hey, you know what? We were wrong. Da da da. You had, had, that, had, had that because I had everything least. cited, but you had to go in front of the board. Yeah, but and did that was, feel good at least that they're saying? Oh no, well, we were wrong. Yeah, no. Th- th- I mean that that was relief, but went in again. Um. During the mini-mester, uh-huh. and ended up catching uh, MRSA. What is that? It sounds vaguely familiar. What is MRSA, it? Kansas City Chiefs cut it. It's a, 
staph infection of the blood oh, where it shit it uh if not treated it can kill you it right. just killed my immune system. it was bad i was well, how'd you contract it uh no, no idea they said either the gym someone scratched me yeah. something that if i rub like uh picking up uh weights and stuff or uh-huh. being on the machine and someone not wiping it down properly like no kidding yeah, it's easy a very very easy to contract wow how'd you know uh, and, did you feel something was up like well felt the, tired you or? get a you get a well i got a boil but you can get boils is what happens i got uh-huh. one under my arm yeah and i went to the doctor he's like oh no it's just this Da-da-da-da. take this medicine you'll be fine no no went in he's like nope that didn't work went in again nope that didn't work went in again i told him it's like hey man i've been home for like three weeks and yeah I saw something on HBO on Real Sports that the Kansas City Chiefs right. got MRSA. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. And some guy lost his leg. Yeah. Some guy, oh, you know, it was yeah, incredibly. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. Violent. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, "Can't." I was like, "No, no, that's so ridiculous. I don't think it'd be that." Oh, it's, it, Just take the antibiotic. Mom's like, "No, get the test done for that." They call yep. me back the next day. Hey, that test came positive. Come back. You got to start treatment. So I had to go on antibiotics for a month. Yeah. Uh, I was down, and I'm a. Husky guy, uh, I don't I, know I, about that. Javier. I I, uh, I I range uh, healthy wise about one eighty five to about two hundred five, depending. You're what like five eight, five nine, five nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was down to one hundred and fifty five pounds at, at one point, and it was just I I had no energy. I was in bed all the time. I couldn't yeah. get up. It was uh, about the worst month, month and a half of my life. I Man. mean, it was. How old were you when the when this happened? 20, what, 24, 25? Oh, oh, so after Houston. Okay. Yeah, after Houston. I had just gotten back. Uh, I had just gotten back, and I was uh, just doing a short semester there, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. No more it's of a, this. That actually could have been a sign, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just stop what you're doing, Flores. Go back. So that's why I decided I go, man, this bartending life is way better for me. Yeah, I like it. Academia is yeah, being a pain in the not, ass. Not, yeah, I'm actually getting penis. physically sick from being in academia. Yeah, yeah. so I I just uh, I decided go. You know what? This is what I'm gonna do, and that's yeah. that's why I decided. It's like I don't really. That's why not that I don't respect college or whatnot. I know no, what it does it's, for it, it's people. It's got its place, man. But yeah, what I gained from college more than anything was the college experience. Yes, which the, is it's more social than it is yeah. academic. Well, but it's also learning to eat ramen. <laughs> you know, I mean, all all that shit. You know, man, reading Nietzsche. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. it, it, it is. It dude. is. It, I mean, and it's all those things that that you don't get outside of that right. experience. No, you're right. And it, it, I think it it pushed me to do more of what I love now, which yeah. I'm very happy about. You were in Austin then when all that when the sickness wrapped up and you're like college I'm I'm calling it man yeah. I can't do this and so where were you, was this when you were working at the the spot on Sixth Street No no Spiros? no this was this in is... South this is uh, South Texas uh, for summer because I'd already, oh, I already okay uh, and more fuego more more fuego no and well at that at that time I was uh, doing some work at a restaurant mm-hmm. uh, and I I. Kind of decided that's where I was gonna stay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do bars and nightclubs anymore. It what, just, what did it just wore you down. That rock star lifestyle. The rock star lifestyle and that restaurants closed at midnight. Yeah, that was like the most appealing thing to me. Like, wow! Even if you had to close at two for the bar, mm-hmm. you'd still be at a reasonable hour. Yeah, yeah. 
but you know, working at bars and nightclubs, the lifestyle's different. People that are different, and right. you end up five, six, seven in the morning. Man, it's it's hard. It takes its toll for sure. It does. So, do, how'd you end up back in Austin? Uh, Jeff Bowley actually recruited me. Uh, how'd, how'd you meet Jeff? I had hired him at a bar I was doing in South Texas was four years ago. Um. Was My he doing sh- the consulting on it? Yeah. That's right. No, he was no, no. no, no. Well, he was doing consulting on another spot. I had hired a chef mm-hmm. from uh, Puerto Rico okay. that was going to do a really big project in McAllen, but that one fell through. So he was stuck looking for something to do. It's like, oh, I really, I you're really, really good. I can't afford you, but yeah. come on board. He's like, hey, man, I got this guy, Jeff. You know, good guy. He's rock, from Austin. Another like rock him, man. star. Yeah. As a rock star. I think he'll be good. <laughs> and sure enough, he showed up and he was the, he was, because, I mean, we were running a uh, a whiskey bar. We did cocktails and stuff using fresh juice and things yeah, like yeah. that. A few stirred drinks, but nothing big. Mostly a whiskey bar. But mostly just a, a whiskey bar. And he came in and uh, was kind of like that cocktail bridge. Because, I mean, he was bringing down bottles of creme de violette. Oh, for me, bottles of bitters from because we didn't get. I mean, it was to the point that we didn't get that stuff, and yeah, we couldn't get Punta Mes. We couldn't get. There was so many things down there that for a long time, up until I made uh, the proper connects uh, with the right distributors, uh-huh. that, that we didn't get anything Nothing. down there. And I'm sure they're glad to cater to you guys if they only knew you needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? No, I mean people, the people that I met, it's like, hey, well, you're gonna buy it, right? It's like, yeah, dude. I mean. I'll buy how much? Yeah, a hundred and twenty seat restaurant with a, with forty seats at the bar. Sure, done. I go, we're rocking. Yeah. So, so you guys work together? Yeah. He, was uh, he like you say, kind of a little inspiration for you to well, step he, across, or well, just to um, I was looking to get out of running restaurants. I was done with it. Yeah. Uh, it was too stressful. Uh, I yeah, told it's them insanely it's stressful. Insanely, I, they getting there to. At ten thirty, eleven a.m. and yeah. leaving at three thirty-four in the morning was I can't just kill me. For you. Yeah. Um, so I said, "Hey, dude, I need a break. I need to sign out." It's like, dude, uh, who was leaving at the time? Uh, Justin Elliott he goes. Justin Elliott's on his way out of Midnight You're Cowboy. About Midnight Cowboy, yeah. yeah. He says, "Honestly, out of Midnight Cowboy, we'll get you in." That's and sure incredible. enough, I just met Brian probably a couple weeks prior that he took him down to McAllen. Oh, no kidding. And the gentle like, giant. I'm actually gen- crazy. Yeah, he's, he's the gentle awesome. giant. I he's love a, Brian's a wonderful guy. He's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I came in and interviewed and was a little freaked out by the interview because I'd heard so much. Because in McAllen, either, like, I was looking up that at American Express that would just swipe everywhere right, through the right, company right. and we would just go wherever we wanted. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go to LA, go check out what's going on in LA. Let's go to Houston for the yeah. weekend. Uh, what now? We always travel around and saw, but if you're going to see something, you had to go actually experience down there or see it on youtube or on mm-hmm. videos so i had to do a lot of research on other bars just to learn how to make my bar to the goal that i oh, wanted interesting okay. I, I, we any, didn't have any... someone we didn't have someone to go through and look at next door right, right we right. didn't have you know like was midnight cowboy one of those points of inspiration like yeah or it was just some other it spots? was one of those things that we saw that yeah. people you you hear about you see the things and now i knew that their drinks wouldn't work where I, where I was at but yeah. some of their ingredients I could maybe reincorporate or bring sure. down oh, yeah. different obscure things that we didn't have down there yeah the like uh, oh man what's the one Kirschwasser so the one they have like some things that, that yeah, Brian yeah. introduced to me that I'd never had before too yeah that dry Very cherry brandy yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the guys uh, very welcoming uh, I actually funny thing is I walked in my I walked in I told Brian in my interviews like hey man 
I'm not, I'm not a bitch, dude. I come in at work. If, if yeah. it's work to be done, I'm, I work. I don't call in. I'm not one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. See you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Cool. So the next day, 4 o'clock, I'm all excited walking down with got my notepad with my notes. Uh-huh. And my recipe's here. And I got they my throw you phone and the it. keys. The other one, I'm walking down the stairs, coming down the like, third flight of stairs. And on the way down, I eat it. And I eat it <laughs> nasty. Boom, face to the pavement, and I mean, I got MRSA all over again. Oh man, it's all over <laughs> again. No, and I got some old, some old ladies screaming, "No, you're dying!" I'm like, oh, "What? Were you even bleeding?" Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I, 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 my, no. I, my eye was split open here oh, to the shit, side. Are you kidding my me? face completely ate it. I mean, it was carnage. It was nasty. It looked, it looked nasty. It looked nasty. How did it feel? I, I, and I was in shock. I didn't know what was really going on. Yeah, uh, I. It wasn't painful but mm-hmm. i knew i was bleeding everywhere wow. and i saw my shirt i saw everything like oh this is bad so i go upstairs <laughs> and i cut uh i can't make it into work today blah 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 blah, blah. like okay just get better and we'll see you tomorrow if you can i call no i'll be there tomorrow man all right oh, so i found out i went in the next day like oh you were hurt we'll just tell everyone that was your initiation <laughs> oh that not bad yeah no. well i found out a couple months later jen tells me so if you would not have shown up with your face in carnage, we would not have given you a job. You would have been fired. I'm like, yeah, I would have fired me too. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So it was the best move to just yeah. like hold off on a day. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. That's that's amazing. So obviously you healed up, started just getting entrenched. Just you said Justin had been gone, left at that point. Yeah, Justin was. Uh, he was. He trained me on his way out. When oh, he was starting a uh, key. key. Yeah. And so was Josh still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was there Saturdays, Saturdays, maybe one a day a week or something. Yeah. I worked with Josh a couple shifts a week. Those were a lot of fun because he's got some really bitchin' playlists. Oh. Like the Lovin' playlist <laughs> yeah, where all the good. songs have the word Lovin' in them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you uh, lost that Lovin' feeling. Yeah. Has to be in yeah. there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Give yeah. me all your Lovin'. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Lovin'. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's the... And he's got it timed, so it starts like right at eleven thirty. It's like Wait. two two hours of just awesomeness. Please tell me he had all you need is loving. Oh yeah, oh, oh it's no, amazing. no, it's amazing. Yeah, anything with with the love, love yeah. it. It's it's great. That's it's brilliant. Great. Yeah, uh, but I, but that was my introduction to the Austin bartending scene. And you said that was four years ago now, something like it four. Yeah, or, almost. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, almost four years ago now. Man, it seems it's funny how you're pretty new to Austin, but you seem so entrenched and so. Everybody loves you and they embrace you, you know, like you're a well, part of it. I had to come up here because I wanted to be active and participate. Mm-hmm. And, no, and uh, I signed Bob King the other day. He goes, dude, yeah. I remember you going to Eastside Showroom. You come with like 10 or 12 people and just rowdy and we're going to do some drinking. We'll behave ourselves, but oh, we'll do some drinking. Man. And I, I used to be that guy, especially, yeah. you know, I, I was doing all right for a while. The cost of living in McCallum was a lot lower than it was sure. here. Oh, yeah. I was making great money. I you know, had a nice ride and we'd show up and we were out to have a good old time and we'd go 10 or 12 deep and it's like, oh, here come the Mexicans. Dang. And sure enough, it's like, and we'd go to like Eastside Showroom. It's like, oh, Black Maple Hill. God, 16 year, bring it. Let's do it. And now you like, get that like, y'all would just for... go down. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, and, and I guess I was known around town for going out and having a good time a bit. Yeah. But I always try to behave myself, I guess. What's your career at stake, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. How you carry yourself is how people perceive you, which thus is how successful or how good at your job you are. Now, I've been seen out in public having a good old time, but 
try to keep myself you under. You didn't punch a guy. Yeah, yeah. Or did yeah. you punch a guy? A bottle, but it's a different story. That's a <laughs> I bottled story. a guy. That's a different deal. That's a different story. No, the, uh, uh, but I, I, I really, everyone here was, well, the funny thing is, is that down there, you read a magazine, imbibe or whatever, you right. see, you know, oh, uh, Brian Dressel, Jason Cosmos, you read about these yeah. guys, so they all start. The all-stars. Yeah, it's like, man, I'm, all these guys are like, wow. I go, this guy does this, and this guy does that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, I'm working a shift with you. I have your bottle of bitters, asshole. That's like, right, looking, yeah. yeah. With Josh's head yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Josh said, I'm like, yeah. Wow. Well, shit. Yeah, that worked. So uh, that was that was really neat. Uh, you know, people that you read about, mm-hmm. people that you, I would look to her for inspiration. It's like, oh, now I'm working side by side. And it lets you see, it's like, oh, wow, you know, there's so much to learn from your peers. Oh, yeah. It makes it so much easier to do your job up here. Oh, I my bet. God. Oh, yeah. If I just want to hang out and learn about Mescal, I'll go, I'll go hang out with Crabtree for an hour. Right. Yeah. Guys, it's like, oh, well, let's bust out fucking six different ones and taste them and talk about sure. it. It's like, you know, you don't get those experiences living in a smaller market and not because it's not there but it's just it'll be there eventually but austin's just a little bit ahead of it you know yeah i mean you talk about mescal jesus we're yeah. pretty, we're, to, to have tobala i mean is a pretty good 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 see it's good progress right i never would have thought people people don't well people don't realize on the subject of mescal like i'm a fan i love it i think it's great yeah i want to push for the more responsible end of it Right, right. Because this, and it's great that we love it and we're willing to pay all this money for it. We're bringing sure. up production. But at what cost? But at what cost? Yeah. Because uh, who's the guy that does the one on the on the donkey that takes the donkey, can only carry so many liters up the hill? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's a Delma Gay, I think, is bottling it. Oh, okay. But it's sort of like that, that this guy's got a product that he can only carry up this hill mm-hmm. because the Gavis grow in this mountainside right. that he's pulling. And it's gotten so awesome. We need more and more and more. And we'll you pay can't. It. You can't scale, yeah, right? Yeah, you you, you got two and, donkeys, and then, I guess. But. Yeah, but how are these people, when those demands go so high, like what's happening to those villages? Right. That have been doing it on this small scale for so long. Yeah. And this sudden influx of money. Big, what, is big it, what, what does money do to it? Yeah. The, how much are they getting in, though? Now, right. I respect the brands that do it. I like the guys, the Vago, yeah, that do it great. right. Yeah. Uh, Brenda, the, those compo guys are doing a pretty oh, good yeah. job. Compared, yeah. um, you know, uh, Double Gay does a nice job. But there's a lot of other ones coming out that, and I'm, I won't name names, no, but there's right. some that are doing a big disrespect to the culture just because they want to have mezcal a lot of it yeah i mean you know it's the same thing with bourbon man just like we're not taking advantage here because obviously in america we're built to scale but it's the same concept where you buy a label you you buy a brand or you start a brand you don't it's about production but you're not involved at all Mm. and that is in a sense really depleting i think the the real essence of mezcal and and oaxaca and mexico and stuff but It'll happen. I'm curious to see how it shakes out five, ten years. Yeah, that's what I'm. I I like to see. I'm, what I'm curious to see is the push on the environment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because what's happening to all these fibers that they're just deciding? You know, they're not recycling the fibers at all these places. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, they're not reusing anything. You know, so I want to know what's happening to the to the water quality. Sure. That was there. Uh, what's you know, 
he's over 10 to 15 years with that change with that water quality changes then we're gonna have different plants coming out sure taste can be completely different completely different because the ph and, the may, and, and that may be a cool thing maybe yeah, it could be good it could be bad we don't, we don't know yeah but I don't know. Uh, maybe too much alkaline might not let them grow to the point where they produce enough sugars right or or it's such a dwindling amount of sugar that the distillate's drier yeah right i mean we get some really nice lush sweet varietals and that, that that could totally change. I'm actually that that's exciting and bad. I mean, it's kind of like biodiversity. It's like a sense. yeah, it's like a weird touchy. You want yeah. want to be there, but you don't. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And, and mezcal is still romantic now. Right now, it's still romantic. I think so, but yeah, we'll, it, we'll see. It, I I just I like when I go out and I see thirty forty dollar pours of mezcal. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I don't. I don't like going somewhere and seeing six and seven dollar pours yeah. because it pushes to an overconsumption, and you quit respecting the quality of what's going in. It's no longer a boutique. Like stuff like this should never be made. I, yeah, we can make it into a sidecar if we wanted to be assholes. Oh, God damn it! Yeah, don't don't use the Sarmonac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's fine if you want to do it. Fine. But but, but. you've got such a depleting amount of something. Yeah. Well, I don't know why? where there's another bottle of this. No, I no. have to look around for fucking ever to try. Forever, yeah. And it's yeah. it's that special. It's a good point about mezcal. Yeah, I I don't you know mezcal readers. Yeah, that may look cool or whatever, but a, you know we're not making sangria with Chateau Lafitte. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the point? Of that? What would be the point? So it's it, not cost effective anyway. <laughs> you know? Although I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I just thought Chateau Lafitte said Silver Oak uh, Napa Valley. Oh, the Silver. Yeah, I've heard yeah. about it. I'm not a wine guy. But. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. I was. Uh, I did steakhouse for a while, and I had a guy that. Wanted sangria. Uh-huh. Like, we don't have sangria. He goes, yeah, man, you got wine. You got, uh, you call it cherry juice. They put oh, it at, the, at the Grandine. Yeah. You got cherry juice. You got oranges. You got Sprite. We got sangria. Oh, man. So. What a utilitarian gentleman. $250 bottle. Boop. Let's do it. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, but sangria. That's kind of exciting, too. Like, uh, but some- I love asshole cocktails. Like, if I'm going to yeah. make a cocktail, it's going to be a good asshole cocktail i remember one yes so i remember once michael sanders for my my birthday here a couple years ago he ordered a van winkle rye manhattan and god damn it if it wasn't one of the best manhattans ever had. you know and he's like you know i don't think he really likes straight high proof spirits all that much but in that manhattan that was just luscious it that, was incredible that uh there can be something to be said for using an exceptional, exceptional product. Yeah. Right. They Manhattan's good. good because it's pretty minimal. Yeah. Relatively yeah, yeah. speaking. Right. It's not a, not a zombie. Like you wouldn't and, want to use. Well, no, but, and really something like, especially like a Dolan Rouge. Yeah. Will really open up. He's at 13 year rise. Probably a, um, outside of the, uh, Rittenhouse, uh, age, the 21, 23, 25. Uh, yeah. 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 That's probably the most pungent rye on the market. Yeah. So it's so corny and sweet. Too. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's great. And it's if you best, yeah. and if you open that up with a little bit of Dolan Rouge, eh, maybe it, maybe it elevates yeah. it. You yeah. might be onto something. Maybe it is Phil coming in to do vocals with Mike Rutherford. Right. Like maybe that's what it's yeah, the to perfect bring harmony. it to the next level, right? So Something that I don't know about you, but maybe I do know about you. You're obviously an entrepreneur. I've had a lot of people speak really highly about your business sense. I used the term business acumen earlier. So you've got other stuff going on. You have, is it Big Ass Ice? Is, is that yes. right? Tell me tell me about that. Um, 
Big ass ice is something that I did uh, due to a need. Sure. Uh, born I, out of necessity. Uh, yeah, right? born out of necessity. Uh, I did it in South Texas because I wanted the bar I was doing down there in McAllen. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be the best. And I had an American Express and an, an account that said I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I was trying to buy shit from Houston. Mm-hmm. I was going everywhere I could. We flew to LA and saw bars. We went to LA. I saw guys at the varnish cutting the ice. Varnish. Was Chris over there then? Bostic? Was he at the bar? Yeah, I thought he was the bar back that night. Oh, Funny no thing, shit. he's just carrying around cases of grapefruits. And I spotted <laughs> him. I'm like, oh, Real star grapefruits. Oh, I said, oh, grapefruits. And he's like, these are special grapefruits. Yeah. Da, 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 da. That sounds about These right. are real star grapefruits. And I'm like, yeah, man, from my backyard. Like, $5. Yeah, he goes, yeah. no, 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 no. These are like, I think he told me something ridiculous, like $40 a, a half a case. So I mean, right. <clears throat> like, no, sir. Dude, $5 I know a I'm, bag. I'm there. I, they're behind me growing right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's so I, I told him, I was like, man. Nah, but I saw the guys with the ice, and I told the, and I, it was being the owner of the place that would mm. go to all these places, so I yeah. could justify what we wanted to do. Right, right. I said, I want to do that. I said, I can do that. She says, you can do that? He goes, yeah. Screw it, do it, try it. So I would go down to the local ice house, mm-hmm. uh, buy blocks there, bring them down, and I had a a bread knife at first, and a uh-huh. three-pronged brick, and started, and a, a nice, uh, it's like a, ended up getting a Yeti eventually, uh-huh. but just had an igloo. Okay. Back okay. Our bar was, you know, not built out properly, but I made it work. Right. And we we're, you know, we made it. We got to the point when I left that restaurant, and they still do it now, mm-hmm. where every cocktail came out on a hand chipped ice cube, oh, and we were killer. doing between two fifty and three hundred cocktails average a night. So and on hand chipped, two hundred yeah. plus cubes. What's your favorite shape? I'm a cube guy or a sphere, but ah. Uh, depends on what i'm drinking or what i'm using it for it's mm. uh, the one that i well i can i can admit this the one that people like that i do not like functionally is mm-hmm. a collin sphere oh okay oh the the, the long, long, long rectangle, long, long one, rectangle. Right? Yeah. i don't think i i don't like it looks pretty it looks pretty aesthetically. Sure. It's great functionality. It like I don't think it's very. Do you remember functional. Fun Dip? Where what? you, you dip yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's what it reminds me. <laughs> of. So maybe there's something about that, right? It's it, it, no, and it, 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 aesthetically it, it works. Just functionality is the one that I do, because all the ice when I cut it has has to have a function sure. on what, what it's going into. So as annoying as it is, mm-hmm. I plan to start uh, with. Through the distribution on seven different cuts, ready and available to go at all times. That's inc- that's cr- that's incredible. So it it'll it's something that you know I did it. Uh, I really liked doing it. I liked the presentation that it gave. I liked having the product. It was it was the thing that no matter what you put in the glass, yeah, when it came to the table, that was immediately noticed. Amazing. It didn't yeah. matter if it was an old overhaul, old fashioned, right. or a Van Winkle, old fashioned. When it got to the table, they looked the same. Yeah. The, it, but the was, standout ingredient, you know, if you didn't know any different, mm-hmm. what you did see was a giant ice ball That's hanging crazy. out of the glass. And Is that the future for you? To get out of the, the actual transactional bit and get into the, the supply market? Well... To sound really, really well, professional. Well, right no, 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 no. R- right now, the, uh, to the end-all goal, I, uh, well, well, when I came into Austin... Uh, no one was really doing it yet, except for I think WeatherUp had just started yeah. when I came in, and I knew there was a need for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into Nova, and I was like, "Guys, if we're gonna charge eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars for these cocktails, yeah, we Let's can do it. this. Yeah, and yeah, this is not difficult to do." I said, "I can do it. I can 
They say, you can do it. I say, yes, I can do it. So I started doing it. Uh, and then someone else, hey, can you cut for me? Hey, can you cut for me? It's like, well, crap. You know, let's let's figure you this out. You get a day job now. Yeah. And uh, during South By of last year, this past South By, mm-hmm. um, this my ex-partner, we'll get into the ex-part right now. Yeah. Uh, he basically convinced me to leave the guys I was working with in San Antonio and we're going to do it here. It's like, yeah, man, let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. So we went at it and we started doing it and it was brickety and shitty and sure, whatnot. Sure. But well, that's how you we, start. Yeah, we made it happen and uh, pulled through and, you know, little by little got, got this warehouse going, mm-hmm. got things going. And then when time came that I'm, like I said, I don't want to just stop at one point. And I've mm-hmm. got some pretty good resources at hand and through connections I made in friends. It's like, hey, we're going to go big. Bigger, like, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I like we're gonna know we're gonna do this for real. If we're gonna make money off it, this is the only way. Sure, absolutely. This makes sense. Is you can't, you can't pay the bills on pennies, right? You know, like selling. You can't have these people that think that they made a line of bidders and they're gonna retire on their money for bidders. Yeah, you're just something that drops. Right. You gotta scale it, man. You gotta make it. You gotta make it. And Economies now, is, scale, is there yeah. a need for it? Yes. Do I know people who buy it? Yes. Now, what's the biggest problem? We don't have enough. Yeah. Everyone always runs out. So like, oh, well, let's fix it. When I came with the solution, uh, I found out that my ex-partner was basically trying to rob for me. Compete? He, like, was he trying to compete with you or straight no, up steal? No, he out was of the trying account? to steal from me via contracts and licenses and all this other stuff. That's crazy. He had uh, not come through in his part of the agreement. Right. Uh, had given me a shareholder agreement that was complete garbage and was an obvious... What, what, uh, what made it garbage? Just the... Uh, the way it was laid out. He had a bunch of provisions that are written out where I had basically no power. It was basically my gotcha. company, but with no power. Interesting. It was, it was, a, it was weird. Uh, so I, and I, did, I didn't know the legal end of it or whatnot, so right, I had right. to go to my attorney. My attorney tells me, dude, this is garbage. He so trying to. This guy's trying to... He goes, you stop now. Don't do another thing. Mm-hmm. Stop what you're doing. So I stopped. Uh, I told him... This is over. We're yeah. done. I don't. I don't deal with this. I don't do things shady. I don't do any right. of this stuff. Right? You want this to be a legitimate business? Yeah. I with said this. Is how are... we got into it? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, about nine days later, uh, I find out that he kills himself. Why? Blame me for stealing from him. Is what the suicide note said. He put That's, it up online. It's projection, man. Yeah, and, and it was, and it's something that the guy wasn't mentally stable to begin with or whatnot. Right. But was I he learned, a good friend of yours or this guy you'd met? The guy the that I met from Midnight Cowboy that hired me to do some consulting work on the Madison. We yeah. went in there and I told him, I go, dude, Madison, I don't think it's gonna work. It's gonna cost about three million dollars to get this thing up to par. Crazy, par-. yeah. I said, let it, Dennis and Justin do that shit. Yeah, I was like, man, they got <laughs> Dennis, Justin, they're rich. Yeah, well, I am not rich. We're not doing this. They yeah. got lots of money. Uh, but I told him, I go, it's just not going to make any sense, but he paid me. Right. He, uh, came through on his end of the bargain. So when this came up again, I was like, well, yeah, whatever. And sure enough, he stuff started to roll in. Right. Right. But then I saw the inner lanes like, oh, this is garbage. You know, I'm screwed on this. So, I mean, obviously his, his center or his balance surrounding ethics was fucked up from the beginning. Yeah. He, he was out to get me from the beginning. And I learned later his, his ex-girlfriend told me, a lot of people told me. Yeah. And I figured it out, but you know, I was lucky that I did not sign. Yeah. Uh I made the right contacts prior. Uh I found you know, through people that I know, I found a group of investors that mm-hmm. know what they're doing, that have a proven track that have 
So are you the guy now? Are you yeah, primary, yeah, primary equity holder? I just uh, I just uh, signed uh, some of the paperwork of probably going to be so much more coming up. I can't but, imagine. Yeah, it, it's awesome trying to become trying to open up your own business. Everyone should do it. Yes. It's just so smart. I, I it's so smart, believe, guys. I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's equally frustrating and debilitating, but when it works, it is. There's no better feeling. Yeah, it, it, it and it will. You know, I mean, it's it's working. Things yeah. things are there in play. It's just all these things come up. Like this past month has been, hey, get a warehouse, find a warehouse in right, Austin. Right. It's almost impossible. Dude, I totally understand. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. So just trying to scale up and do things the right way is about the... the yeah, because you can go through and cheat and make shortcuts. Yeah. Well, what is it going to do? It's not going to do anything for you. Right. Uh, You know, so... You got to do it right, and you got to hopefully only do it, it once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My, well, my really grandpa difficult. always always told it's like, why do you buy things on sale? Don't buy things on sale. Hmm. You know they're, they're rickety, and you have to buy them again. Why do oh. you buy stuff on dis- because seventies and sixties and seventies and eighties? Yeah, if it was on sale, it was because it was junk or garbage, not yeah. because they were not now. Because yeah, they wanted to, it's taking up space, they need yeah. to get it out. Oh, it's a really interesting. Yeah, so philosophy. he's like, don't yeah. buy, don't buy secondhand, don't buy second rate on something that you need. Yeah, buy the best you can to make sure you don't have to rebuy it. Tools, right? Equipment, cars, cars. things like yeah, yeah absolutely. It's like you want to buy it twice, or you want to buy it once. It's more expensive to buy it twice. Yeah, that's a great point. It's just so, like getting married. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pick it the right the first time. Yeah, so you know, um, the guys, uh, the guys got me set up really well. Uh, the ice is the first step. Yeah. Uh, there's a line of syrups that I've got paired with it oh, to, for it to go uh, retail. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, ultimate goal is uh, there's not enough of it. Uh, I see a spot in the market that I could hit. Sure. And really, I want to go to bed earlier nowadays. I'm I'm done with you the You want to transition, five. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You take, uh, you take that one night a week to go with the 10, yeah, 10 and, deep. And, and, and be all honesty, I've, and I've done it several, when you get to a point where you can't do anything right. or you're locked. Like I can't get a job right now mm-hmm. and start faithfully at a nice bar, nice restaurant with the idea that I got to stop in two weeks. Right. Cause you or, know what you want. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're going to make your idea under your terms work. Yeah. And that's your vision. And I, I, I absolutely share that with you and you will not be content until you're the one that sees it through. Oh yeah. You know, and it, it's something that is really admirable and a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot of people do understand that. And the world just simply isn't adequate until you get to see your vision through. So what do you, it seems like things are scaling. It seems like, seems like things are doing really, really well. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, it's, where, it's that's neat. where your eggs are. It, right? It's neat to not worry, not worry if something's going to, to sell. Right. Because there's always this, it, without having made it yet, yeah, to already know that demand is there mm-hmm. and that no one else has been able to fill it is mm-hmm. a really, really, it's scary, right? but it's a really... You can feel it. You, you can, can feel, feel it. You can feel the, yeah. the excitement behind it. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, love, I love what I do. I love bartending. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that is some... Uh, I have a, like I said, I'm not a cocktail guy. Yeah. And one of the main reasons I'm not a cocktail guy is because they don't make enough money. 
Interesting. I think I'm a business You're guy a business first. Guy. Yeah. And when I see and I go into the cocktail bars and it would drive me nuts. Like, yeah, if it's a millionaire's passion project, that's cool. Yeah. But how's it feasible long term? How's right? it feasible on paper, guys? Like, we got to pay the bills. We got to pay light. We got to pay you all. We got to pay this. Right. And I want to pay you all well. Yeah. I want to pay all these things right. We want to yeah, pay taxes. Yeah. We want to do all this stuff. So we have to make money. Sure. We can't just be taking up more and more and more. And then right. eventually I want to put some money in my pocket too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I see these things like, but if you can fine tune the things, which I think people are doing now, mm-hmm. again, back to making drinks and just making good drinks. Right. I say, I don't want to go to a cocktail bar. I want to go to a bar. Right. It's I want to go to a bar where, anyway, I, just, where right? I just order a drink and you can make me a drink. Yeah. If I say, hey, make me a daiquiri, you don't look at me weird and look for your blender. Right, right. You know, it's natural. It's yeah, honest, and, it's and you know, I I, I want to go. I mean, I and I like t- talking about ice. I can go into dive bars now where they have cold draft. Yeah, you know, I can go to San Antonio dive bars now where they're pissed off if mm-hmm. they have to like at a dive bar for the bartender to be pissed off that they're not using Times cold draft. Changing. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know what? That's cool because that that's when they're caring about the product, the quality they're going in. Right. And yeah, these kids. Uh, what was that? What I have a a great Kool Aid daiquiri or something. Mm-hmm. They're make, but they're still, still using quality good ice. quality ingredients. Uh, I think they're doing like Florida kind of rum or something. Yeah, and, yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, that's cool. I can go to a place like this, relaxed, happy, yeah. and guess what they're doing? Moving drinks for sure. And that and that I like to see that. Well, I like so, to see, and that's how you know. That's how. Especially we talk about running a bar in the system that we have that we run it right, with, right. You have to sell for your employees to make money. Absolutely. Because if you don't sell, you don't get tipped. Right. And you can't keep keep operating too. Yeah. So well it sounds like things are really it's a wonderful era of cocktails, of detail, of art artisanship, if that's even the word. And it's nice to see that you're really trying to make something of it. It's exciting, man. So Javier, thanks so much for meeting with me. No, thank you. It's been a great chat. Love the Armanac. Love the story. And uh, for those of you who don't know the brand of the mustache, it is an exquisite one. Thanks, man. Thank you. Well, there we have it. Phil Collins is back. Javier Flores and I were able to rejoice that one of the best songwriters of the 80s is back in full form. Still looks about the same, frankly. Those Brits age well. Javier's doing wonderful things with the Ice Project. It's glad to see him being a part of the crew at Midnight Cowboy. I think a new legend in his own right. He's seen Austin for years. He's seen the world. And it was great to have a chat with him and kind of talk family and just get real about it. So thank you so much for tuning in today to Show to V. And whatever you do, no matter what the occasion, keep dancing. <laughs>